Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, once again, everybody. Time to give them the sports biz. Dan Devone out on the West Coast in San Francisco. Joined, like always, my podcast partner, Mr. Matty Marino, the NFL agent representing New York City. Matt, what do you say? Hey, Dan, how we doing? We got some, uh, some good topics and some interesting ones, really some, uh, some breaking ones, actually, tonight. Yeah, so we'll go right around, around the horn, if you will, and take a look at the major sports and take a look at it, as we always do, through the lens of the economics. So let's start in the NBA, as we are now just about a week away when players are expected to report in Orlando. Let's keep in mind, now Florida is, is slowly shifting to becoming the new epicenter for the coronavirus, but we'll leave that aside for the moment and just take a look at it from, from the finances and from the economic side of things. When you look at the NBA and resuming play, Obviously, it's going to be odd when you're quarantining these millionaire players and having them just stay in their hotel room for weeks on weeks and months on months. How much of this is just simply the pressure by that of the NBA to get this season done? Otherwise, you got to tear up that CBA potentially. You're over the salary cap. Is this driven exclusively by the money and the contracts that have already been signed, meaning like television and so forth? Is that where this essentially is all coming from and rooted from? Yeah, so, you no, know, it's it's rooted in a couple of different places. And, you know, basically what you're trying to do here is is obviously stop the bleeding a bit in what has, you know, already been a substantial loss of revenue for the NBA. Um, you know, they they assume or they are predicting about a $2 billion drop in, in league revenue. Um, what that would – kind of do is ha- that would have a massive, massive impact on the NBA salary cap going forward. So, you know, just for instance, if there was no playoffs this year, if this thing in Orlando does not take, take shape, does not happen, um, and for all, you know, purposes, it, it does seem like it's happening, the cap could go down by about, you know, $10, $12 million, um, you know, possibly even the 15. So you're talking about um, – Because everybody would be essentially over the cap. Yeah, essentially everyone's over the cap. You know, basketball basketball uh, salary cap is tied to, you know, basketball revenue. And, you know, if you're not having that revenue come in, you know, whether it be television, obviously ticket sales, merchandise, you know, uh, game nights, you know, that's not happening because you don't have fans. Um, that hasn't happened in three months. Um, you know, when taking the playoffs out of that, you know, you're, you're seriously uh, hurting the players, um, not just the owners in the league as well. Uh, the players are hurt by that because anyone going into free agency this year, you know, instead of, uh, you know, maybe an $18 million contract per year they're looking at, you know, they're looking at something substantially less, maybe half of that, maybe 50% of that, 40% of that. Um, and that is a major, major uh, issue. Um, you know, so, you know, one of the things that, you know, I know players have talked about is, um, you know, they don't believe it's the right time to start playing again, not just because of the, uh, coronavirus, but also because of, you know, some social issues that are, that are ongoing and, you know, they should look to, 
you know, look to address those. Um, but kind of when you come back to it, you know, maybe it makes sense for, you know, some of these players to, to think about, look, you know what, why don't we as a, as a collective, as the NBA Players Association, you know, go and play the playoffs and then donate a percentage of that money, you know, that revenue that we create, you know, to, you know, some uh, cultural issues that we all believe in, um, you know, that, you know, we feel like, hey, look, you know what, this is something good we're doing. Um, you know, we are going to, you know, try to keep the NBA, um, their revenue is as high as possible. So it doesn't affect us in future years and, and doesn't basically set us back in the CBA. If I'm a player and I'm eligible for free agency next year, what are the, some of the reasons why I wouldn't want to go to Orlando now? Oh, well, there's a lot, you know, injury, right? You know, if you're not playing for, you know, a team that really has a chance of, of you know, winning this, uh, you know, 22 team tournament, you know, what's really the purpose, right? Um, you know, injury is obviously the main one, you know, kind of, you know, equally is, is sickness, right? If you do get sick, um, you know, what happens then? Um, you know, you, no one really knows the, I guess you would say the recovery time um, and, and how you're going to be in the future. Um, you know, what your, you know, immune system will, you know, be able to kind of come back from. So I think that's just something that's a huge, huge unknown. Um, you know, and then if you look at it from, you know, a standpoint of just your, you know, your personal feelings, I guess you would say, your personal preference, you know, do you want to go to a, you know, Orlando where there's just a massive spike in, in cases, um, you know, possibly play one series, maybe play two series. Um, you know, if your team doesn't really have a, you know, legitimate shot at, at making a run here, um, you know, and, you know, kind of coming back and, you know, you're already a little out of shape, you're not in game shape, um, you know, trying to come back at a, you know, at a quicker pace into next season. Because, um, you know, look, the idea is to eventually get the, the NBA season to start at Christmas time, um, but that's not happening next year. Um, you know, that's something that's a little bit further down the road. Um, so, you know, you're really coming back and playing, you know, very quickly. You're turning it over from one season to the next. What in the world is going on in Major League Baseball? Update us with the latest, Matt. Nothing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quiet. It's a quiet league right now. But um, you know the the biggest thing is that you know there there is a vote um, hopefully coming. Um, you know the players were you know uh, going back and forth as we've talked about with with the players union was going back and forth with the owners and Rob Manfred, the commissioner. Um, you know the latest one that's come in is um, some of it's public, some of it's not. Um, you know, sixty games at a full prorated salary. Um, salaries, you know, will not be guaranteed. Um, that's a big thing in, in obviously in Major League Baseball since, you know, since salaries are obviously are guaranteed. Um, you know, and the other big area is that, you know, if fewer than 50 games are played, um, then the playoffs will not be expanded in 2021 um, and the DH will not apply to the 2021 season. And, and basically what that means is that, um, you know, there's – no universal DH, um, you know, it would be a same as, you know, the American League National League situation we have now, um, you know, so it's, you know, it's giving the players a little bit of a bone there, uh, throwing them a little bit something sweetener um, to throw on top of that. Um, but, you know, the MLB Players Association, they kind of came back and said, look, you know what, we're going to, we're going to hold off because of these, um, this uptick in, in uh, positive cases over the weekend. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, I think, had, you know, up to eight players. Um, I think Marlins had one. Might have been some other teams that had, a, you know, a positive test here or there. Um, you know, so we're going to wait till we get some of that information back before we vote on this. Um, but, you know, in a good sense, um, this should be the last proposal. 
you know, so whether it goes, you know, right or wrong for the players and the owners, um, you know, this is kind of the last kind of situation where Manfred and Tony Clark have, have talked about it. Tony Clark is the head of the player association, um, you know, and, and that is, you know, where, where they are, um, you know, they're, it's June 22nd. So they're, they're legitimately running out of time to make a decision. Um, and, you know, we'll probably have to make one, I would say in the next, you know, four to five days. And obviously the longer the major league baseball maintains this stance, the fewer time there is to play games, which works in their favor. Is there going to get to a point where it's just a, a cutoff date where major league baseball players association just says, Hey, listen, we've waited too long. There's just not enough games to be played this year. Yeah. I think you're just going to, you know, you're going to come to a point where um, you just can't fit the amount of games you want to play um, into this uh, calendar year. Um, you know, no one, no one seems to really want to play into November. Um, the Players Association, rightfully so, does not want to play games, uh, double headers, um, mainly because the hours you could be exposed, you know, increases, and that's a that's an increase right there. Um, you know, so the, the double headers are kind of you know out of the cards. Um, so you know, really, you know, the owners are looking to play 50 games, and and that's about it. Um, you know, but unfortunately, um, you know, they really can't kind of come to an agreement on, you know, what is, you know, proper. Um, you know, it's just going to really, you know, the, the sport itself really had a chance to kind of, you know, take the reins a little bit and be, you know, front and center while this is all going on. Um, they could have really started playing a month and a half ago um, before there was an, an uptick in, in cases in certain places of the country um, if the two sides were able to work this stuff out. Um, but but clearly there was not a plan in place, uh, which has, you know, you know, affected them significantly. Um, I think you'll probably even see, you know, soon that the players are going to vote, you know, against that, you know, 60 game proposal, um, you know, coming up sometime, you know, in the next, you know, probably day or so uh, that, uh, you know, that the, uh, the owners and, and uh, Rob Manfred made them. So we'll see how that kind of takes it. But um, that's been Tony Clark's stance um, while this is all going on. Kind of get the feeling that Major League Baseball would just sort of drag their feet until it gets to the postseason. It seems as though they just want to play a postseason because that's essentially when they'll make their monies. They make their money and they don't have to worry about I mean, they would have fulfilled their contractual obligation with a lot of the networks. And they don't have to worry about paying out games. But that's obviously not going to happen. And we talk about having to push this season because – I mean, when you look at the log jam in November, and you pointed out how MLB doesn't want to be playing a World Series in November, if they are, then you're looking at, at potentially going up against the NBA Finals, which could be in, in November, the NFL, which could be in November. Oh, and on top of all of that, there is an election going on, a presidential election that will also dominate the headlines coming up in November. So the timing is very, very curious in all of us. So, Matt, let's switch now to what do we got left? Well, we got the NFL. And you pointed something out as we were talking before we went on the air here. And I'll give you a chance to tell the people at home how unlike that of MLB and unlike that of the NBA, contractually, whether it's an oversight, there seems to be something there that is hugely advantageous for the players. Should we be looking at, which is a very, very real possibility of not playing games in the NFL this year? Because when you think about the NFL, just keep in mind, people, it's a very different animal than that of baseball in basketball because of the contact 
that in concert with the pandemic is almost how that plays out going forward. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's going to be very challenging. But go ahead and detail with people about sort of that the contractual snafu between the owners and or the players. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure people remember, you know, back before this pandemic started, uh, there was already a negotiation going on with the CBA, you know, renewing it for 10 years. And it, it literally just got done um, the first week of March. Um, so you're talking, you know, very much, on the, very much on the cusp of this. And, you know, one of the things that, you, you know, people have probably heard in the news is something called a force majeure clause. Um, it's in, you know, the NBA CBA, MLBPA, uh, MLB CBA. And, and what it is, is it basically is part of the agreement, part of the CBA, which um, when it's triggered, this uh, clause allows the players to take less money, lets the owners trigger this clause um, because of the pandemic. You know, normally it's used for war, um, you know, natural disasters, you know, things of that nature. Um, it does, you know, take effect too with the pandemic. Um, the NFL does not have one, the NFL Players Association. And I don't know if, I really don't know if it's an oversight, um, what it was, um, how it was not inserted um, because it's such a basic, you know, kind of clause. Um, and there isn't a provision. Um, and what it does actually, it, it gives the players such a massive hammer, like one of those, you know, you know mallets in the cartoons when we were kids, um, <laughs> you know, with the, with the mallet on top of, uh, you know, a cartoon character that the players are not accustomed to having. Um, and basically what it does, you know, you're talking about, look, you know, Dak Prescott just signed his, his franchise tag for 31 million, right? Um, you know, in layman's terms, if there is a cancellation of some games, if there's a cancellation of all games, he gets that 31 million. And every player under contract gets their yearly salary. Um, they are fully, they, they essentially become fully guaranteed. Um, and I don't know what, you know, will transpire between the NFL Players Association and the NFL. Um, but it is, you know, um, it's a big, big deal for the NFL Players Association to have, you know, this type of leverage when it comes, you know, to the owners, uh, especially coming off, you know, the back of Colin Kaepernick and, you know, some of the owners in the league not really uh, respecting the players or the players feeling like they weren't respected. Um, this is a huge, huge piece of leverage um, and a huge hammer for the players. You know, the players are entitled to full pay if no games are played. Um, that's the simplest <laughs> way of saying it. Um, and that is something that is so different because in the NFL, you're talking about weekly transactions, players going back and forth from the practice squad to the active roster, their salaries fluctuating all the time. It's so different than Major League Baseball and the NBA. Um, and this actually, you know, this is a, it, you know, if it, it, you're rooting for them to fail a little bit, um, you know, rooting for failure because, you know, this is what actually would, uh, would transpire if there is not an NFL season this year, which is so, so shocking. It sounds like, you know, they rented a car and didn't take the insurance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they did. Um, and you think about it too, you know, think about all the players under contract, um, you know, that are, that would be, you know, that would receive their full salaries. Um, it doesn't happen in a traditional year, you know? It really doesn't. You know, Matt, I, I'm like everybody else. I want to see sports, and I would love to see an NFL season. I would love to see collegiate football. But there's part of me, I'm not going to lie, 
that if we don't see a season, I would love to see this come to a head. I would love somebody to sit Jerry Jones down and say, hey, listen, you're, point, you're paying Dak Prescott full salary, and we ain't playing games this year. I just I can't see this going away without some sort of, some sort of battle or, or some sort of a, a legal entanglement going forward. Yes, you know, it's, it's rooting for chaos. It, it really is. Um, it's, you know, rooting for drama, rooting for chaos. Um, I think it would be really interesting to see how, for, you know, how it unfolds. Um, you know, I'd love to see sports come back. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it, it's really interesting. I mean, obviously the Players Association and the owners are trying to work out, you know, all the different protocols. I mean, I'm sure people have seen, look, you know, the NFL has been very gung-ho about, look, we're going to play, we're going to play publicly, but you know, they don't really know if they're going to be able to play. Um, they don't dictate those terms right now. The virus dictates that. Um, and I think that's something that they're, you know, a little bit, um, you know, they're in the major league baseball situation. They don't have a plan in place. You know, coaches around the league do not know, um, you know, what the protocols are. And I've talked to a couple, talked to some people on NFL teams, you know, they don't really have a protocol in place yet. And that's where the NFL is lacking. They're falling into the major league baseball situation where, all right, you know what? If you ask a coach, you're going to get a different answer from two guys in the same team. Um, because they're, they're, you know, they're not in the facilities. And recently they were allowed back in, but they still aren't there. Um, and they haven't had any direction from the league office or, or the management. Um, so, you know, that's something that they have to certainly look at, um, you know, getting back to that, uh, getting back to, you know, being uniform and, and, you know, kind of having that competitive balance throughout the entire league. Um, otherwise, they're really going to fall into a place where Major League Baseball is and, you know, can't get themselves out of it. You know, it's interesting. When you think about the NFL, they've gone from sort of being in the catbird seat because when the pandemic hit, was in full-fledged, was mid-March. And you're thinking, okay, well, baseball, we can have a baseball season. Ultimately, you know, that's where we're at right now. We still haven't played one game. The NBA basketball season came to a halt. They're going to try and resume in a week still. I'll, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. But the NFL, you thought all along, okay, well, since we're so far away, we're not, you know, we're not getting together. We don't play games until August, late August, that we should be in, in better positioning. But that was back in March. We thought, okay, well, we're going to level the curve and there's going to be a downtrend and this thing should be under control. But now when you look at some of the trends, and I'm just talking about the coronavirus and the data and the graphs, and this thing's upticking, I don't know that I would want to be starting sports this fall with the flu season and everything else that we've heard, and especially the way the country's trending as far as the pandemic and the coronavirus right now, Matt. Yeah, and I mean, that's, and that's kind of what I was talking about. You know, Major League Baseball had a, had a little bit of a window to get some stuff in. Um, I think the NBA probably did too. And, and I think, you know, just from, you know, from what I'm able to see myself, you know, that window's closing because of, look, they want to play in a bubble. They want to play in, you know, um, Orlando or – Vegas or, you know, um, you know, something like that. Well, you know, you, you're kind of, you know, you're hurting yourselves now by kind of delaying um, and it popping up in other locations. I understand they, you know, they had to wait, uh, you know, for, um, you know, the, the spikes to, to calm down in certain parts of the country, you know, California, New York, obviously were, were very, very high. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when leads come out and say, Hey, look, you know what, we're, Rob Manfred said it, you know, we're 100% playing baseball this year. He said it in the middle of the MLB draft on, on television. You know, he really doesn't have that um, in his pocket. He doesn't know that that's going to happen. Um, you know, anytime you hear about it from, you know, from a, an NFL official, you know, look, it, 
you don't know if it's going to happen uh, because they don't know. Um, and they're not the ones determining it. And look, if the NFL decides to play in a bubble, you know, they'll probably need two or three bubbles. They might need one in, you know, two or three cities. Um, you know, their first choice is Greenbrier in West Virginia. Um, they might need one in the second you know, city out West. Um, you know, look, you're talking about 90 players on a roster, at least during training camp and the preseason. You're talking about, you know, 20 to 25 coaches. Uh, hey, Matt, if, if Jerry Jones and those owners know that they're on the hook, regardless for salaries next year, they'll play football on Mars, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they'll, they'll play wherever. Um, you know, and, you know, NBA, you're talking about 12 to 15 guys on a roster and, you know, maybe a couple more bodies, you know, MLB 25, 26, and, you know, some, some coaching staff, you're not talking about 150 people um, like the NFL. So it's a, it's a big, big, you know, situation to get uh, those people into one bubble. Um, so you're going to need multiple bubbles for that. Um, and like you just said, if, you know, Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft and, you know, John Mayer and, you know, Rooney family and, you know, they realize that, you know, they have to pay these players out regardless. They want to make some money while they're doing it. Um, you know, they better, you know, put a plan in place um, because they are, you know, certainly behind the eight ball. And from talking to their own staffs and, and scouts and coaches, you know, there hasn't been a lot of communication about it. And, um, you know, that's where Major League Baseball finds themselves, you know, voting against or having their, you know, proposal, their latest proposal rejected again by the MLBPA. Um, you know, you're just going to be, you know, putting back and putting back the eight ball um, and not being able to, you know, to actually make some money. Um, except if you're an NFL player, then you'll be able to make some money. Absolutely. Dak Prescott signed his contract finally. Can you sort of walk us through the numbers and talk about it from both a Cowboy as well as a Dak Prescott perspective? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's great for him. You know, he's looking at, uh, you know, $31 million, um, you know, as a, as a franchise quarterback, he signs his tender. Um, you know, what that does is it basically extends his negotiation period, right? So he's going to have him and the Cowboys will have till July 15th uh, to work out, you know, if they can figure out a long-term contract. Um, they're pretty far apart. Um, you know, the, they're farther apart on the length of it rather than the, the finances behind it. Um, and really what it means though, is that, you know, he's going to make 31 million this, this coming year, uh, regardless if they come to an agreement or not. Um, if the Cowboys decide to tag him again next year, you know, he'll make almost 38 million. Um, and then, you know, possibly hit free agency in 2022, you know, so he's, he's very similar to the Kirk Cousins, uh, scenario, you know, being franchised twice. And then, you know, obviously Kirk Cousins went over to the Vikings and, Know, signed a fully guaranteed uh, contract and has signed another one since then. Um, so for Dak Prescott, um, you know, it, no one really knows if he wants to go year to year, um, but obviously seems like he's uh, willing to bet on himself. Um, he bet on himself last year um, when he only earned $2 million. So I think uh, if he's earning 31 this year, he's probably willing to bet on himself again, um, you know, and to, to up that number as much as possible. So for him, it, it puts him in a great spot. Um, it really does. Jerry Jones, what you get for being Mr. GM, who signed Ezekiel Elliott, Mari Cooper to that $100 million deal, and now he's, he's sort of got his hands tied when it comes to, to the likes of his starting quarterback, Mr. Dak Prescott. Well, yeah. we'll see how all of this plays out. In fact, we'll just circle back next week when we, when we start the NBA season or restart the NBA season and find out what that's like and what the players actually do report and find out just exactly how many do show up to Orlando and what that 
scenario is going to look like going forward. Until then, for Matt Marino, this is Dan Avone in San Francisco reminding you once again that we give you the sports bits. So long, everybody. See you, Dan. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.